Seattle in the 90s. A tidal wave of iconic music roars out of this sleepy city and launches a pop culture revolution. Here's a story you haven't heard. Let the Kids Dance is a new podcast about the rise and fall of Seattle's teen dance ordinance, the law that made it illegal for young people to go to concerts. Listen to Let the Kids Dance from KUOW and the NPR Network. Hi, I'm Cheryl Waters. You're listening to Live on KEXP at Home, and today I am so excited to welcome Nilofer Yanya. Hi, Nilofer. Hey, Cheryl. How are you? I'm great. It's so wonderful to see you, and I'm so happy that you shared these new videos with us. I cannot listen to that new EP enough. Those songs are incredible, and you created those during pandemic, so you've not had a chance to share those with a live <laughs> audience yet, have you? No, that was the first, um, like, yeah, performance of the whole set, so thanks for having me. <laughs> Well, let's watch uh, one song, and then we'll talk more about uh, the new EP. It's Nulifer Yanya live on KEXP at home. Here's the song, Same Damn Luck. It's the same that like yours 
That's Nula for Yanya live on KEXP at home. Same damn luck. That song's on the EP Feeling Lucky. And as I said, Nulifer, I don't mean to go off too much, and but it is just an incredible song. The whole EP, I can't listen to it enough. I mean, when I first heard it, it captured me immediately, and I've just been playing it over and over and over again. And of course, your amazing guitar work there in the performance that you just did for us, I love the vocal interplay between you and Jazzy B. I mean, that's just super fun. As much as I like the songs, it sounds like you're pretty in love with them, too, that you feel pretty confident you did a good job there. Tell me about making that record and those songs and what that's been like for you. Thank you. Um, yeah, for me, it was um, it was actually quite a nice process because I'd started writing the songs the year previous, so like 2019, and then obviously during lockdown, um, for a while, like I wasn't in the studio or anything but then I think in the summer I had the chance to like finish them up and it was really nice to just be able to release them and kind of I had like probably like five songs so I got to pick like the ones I was happiest with at that time so (laughs) I can't really um yeah I can't really complain. (laughs) Feeling Lucky is your fourth EP and then you have your full-length album Miss Universe and I've heard you say in interviews that you actually quite like the EP format why is that? Um I think because it's a smaller process so you kind of don't have to question yourself (laughs) as much um and there's kind of less um logistics around it so it's a much more it seems a bit more seamless that you can create the songs produce the songs finish the songs and then release them in around like under a year which is really I think refreshing especially after doing like an album cycle which is like a bigger campaign and you know you have to tour the music and like you don't really get to move past it for a while. So the EP, it's kind of like, ta-da, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Do you find that you're someone who questions yourself a lot? I mean, how, you have such a great way with a turn of phrase. And I'm wondering, do you know when you've hit gold with that? Or do you find yourself questioning yourself over and over? Is it hard for you to say, I think this song is complete now? I think I, think I generally know when a song is finished. But as to knowing... I mean, I even know straight away whether I really, really like it or I'm kind of like on the fence. And I think probably like in a year, I'll probably only write like two or three songs I'm like super happy with. And then everything else will just be like, "Mm, yeah, it's okay. So I think for me, that's the harder part. It's like, I guess putting something out there that you don't think is 100% perfect or you think could have been better. Is it a process that that you spend time on your own doing or I, I had heard I think for all three of the songs on the mm. new EP that you had worked with producers and I'm wondering I'd love for you to talk about that process and what you loved about it and why you went in that direction and why you worked with the people you worked with but I'm wondering if that was the first time that you had done that um so I've always worked with different producers and I've always worked with a producer because I don't really have any production skills <laughs> um but yeah I've kind of just um gotten really used to working with a different range of people um so I didn't intend for the album to have three different producers on it but it just happened to be the case um and I for me I really like it because it helps me develop and like strengthen my own like taste and style so I'm not kind of always following like one person's view and you know you kind of don't really get stuck into a oh well they think it's better maybe we should do it this way you kind of get to 
in a way, I feel more autonomous being able to work with like a wide range of people. And I think, yeah, I think that's a nice, nice way to do it. <laughs> well, and I imagine you must learn so much working with all these different people. You can absorb it. And, and it sounds fun bouncing ideas off each other. Yeah. Having someone think of something you hadn't thought of and trying it. Maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. Yeah. And it's also, I like, becomes more of like a group thing when you're working with a whole bunch of people as opposed to just one person, which I, which I would also like to try maybe for a bigger project, just try and work with one producer or two. But yeah, I don't know yet. <laughs> I know for the song Crash that you collaborated with Nick Hakim, who is one of my faves. He's done one of the live on KEXP at Home Sessions, which was great. And tell me how that um, connection came together and what, what that, was, that was like working with him on that song. Um, so I've been a fan of Nick's music for ages. Um, I think he played a show in London, like oh, maybe like three or four years ago that I went to. And then I happened to sign to the same label as Nick. So it was a lot easier to kind of try and hook up a session. <laughs> um, and I think we did that session like end of 2019 when I was in New York. Um, and we just had like a couple days and we were just trying ideas out. But Crash, like... We kind of completed the whole demo in one day. And then when he came over to London in March, we did like another two days on just like refining it. Um, yeah. So it was a great, it was a really fun process because it wasn't like we spent ages pouring over it. Um, it kind of just worked. Well, let's listen to that now. It's Nula for Yanya live on KEXP at home and two more songs from the EP Feeling Lucky. Here's Crash and we'll also listen to Day 7. If you ask me one more question, I'm about to crash. Cause if you ask me one more question. And if you ask me one more question, I'm about to crash. I look around, there's no competition Where the heavy drinkers are It's kinda like a presence It's kinda like a attitude It's kinda like a rhythm Kinda like the way you move It's kind of like a prison When there's not much to see I kinda like the distance To keep you away, away from me But deep inside my own confusion about going back and deep inside my own illusion And I was under the impression This things don't go bad And I was under this impression It's kinda like a prayer The way lovers do It's kinda like a river Kind of just like you said If it's not too late And I will Heavy like the water I can't swim against Cause I believe in conversations I believe your lies And I believe in renovation But when it comes to confrontation You meet me outside You said there have been an invasion That you didn't mind It's kinda like a presence It's kinda like a Attitudes kinda like a rhythm Kinda land up where you move kind of like a prison When there's not much to see I kinda like the distance To keep you away, away from me
That's Nula Furyanya live on KEXP at home, a new EP called Feeling Lucky, and I cannot stop playing it. It is on constant repeat for me. Nulifer, you grew up in a very creative family. It sounds like you were immersed in art from a very early age. I know your parents are both artists. It sounds like your siblings maybe have become artists too. And I'm wondering if you can just describe what a childhood was like surrounded by art. I watched a little video clip of you. I think maybe perhaps your sister was even in it too, Mm. where you talked about just an art studio being right in your home and you could use your mother's art supplies. And I just, that almost seems like something out of a fairy tale for Mm. me to just live amongst that and be able to go dabble around in this and then move over here and do this. Can you kind of describe what it was like? Yeah. um, I mean, growing up, we didn't have like a lot of space. So the studio would primarily be in the kitchen, but I mean, on the weekends, we'd always be in there drawing, making something. It's kind of, it just felt like, um, for me, like making something with my hands and doing anything and creating something always feel like the most natural thing and just a really fun thing to do. Um, So, yeah, we were always encouraged to um, make things, basically. And um, I think also watching, like, my parents always being creative, always working on their own work was like a really... It's always been important to them, and I think I've, that's become instilled in me. Like doing, being able to do your work, whatever that is. I think that's really. When did cool. you start gravitating towards music? Because obviously, you're also a, a visual artist. It sounds like um, I try to be, but <laughs> I think at the moment I'm definitely focusing on the music. I gravitated towards music. I mean, I started piano when I was quite young, and for a while I was just playing piano, but I really wanted to play guitar. I think that really started when I started going to a high school, which had a big music department. I mean, I kind of always had this idea that I wanted to do music, but I think you have to build up the confidence. I heard you say in an interview, and it was a couple of years ago, I think probably even before you did your big tour on Miss Universe, that you don't feel like you're a natural performer. And obviously playing songs live give them a different life than they have on the album, both being great. Even though you don't feel like you're a natural performer, do you enjoy playing live shows? And is it an easy thing for you to do? It's an interesting question. I think it's become a lot easier. Like, I don't really, um, because, I mean, we've done it so many times, I don't really feel like I can't do it. But I do definitely, when it comes to, like, performing and, like, really being like, I'm here, like, to the audience, the crowd, and be like, yeah, this is me. Like, I kind of... I struggle with that because I'm just not very, I'm just not really a performer in that kind of sense. (laughs) Um, It must feel great to vibe off of a live audience though. I think it's really, it's been crazy because like pushing myself to perform has definitely made me become more confident as a person, as an artist, even though I probably, if I didn't have to, I probably wouldn't perform. Having had the experience of doing it, it's like, wow, if I didn't, if I didn't get to do that again, I think, you know, I'd really miss it. You've spoken up for Black Lives Matter in some recent performances and you were attending protests and came to the conclusion that it was important for you as an artist to take a stance on this matter. Can you talk a little bit about that? Um, yeah, I think just as being like a person, I think it's it's obvious why um, Black Lives Matter is such an important movement for everyone involved. I think having a platform and I think also, especially across the summer, witnessing everything that was going on you just feel like you 
you know, it's your duty to say something and hopefully other people will see it and think about it if they don't agree with you. Yeah. I got a lot of people saying, oh, why are you saying this? You should just stick to the music or I'm not here. I'm not following you because of politics. And it's like, this isn't politics. This is like me as a person. And I think if they saw it, that's obviously a good thing because I'm getting maybe hopefully getting people to think differently. We're live on KEXP at home. It's Nulifer Yanya and you've recorded some incredible songs for us and you and Jazzy B. You sounded great together. That must have been fun to do those songs. Yeah, it was really nice to have a reunion as well. Well, thank you for doing it. You have ended with an amazing cover. Let's listen to that. It's PJ Harvey's Rid of Me. It's Nulifer Yanya live on KEXP at home. Don't you wish you 
Nilifer Yanya live on KEXP at home. That is Rid of Me. What made you choose that song? What an incredible and powerful song from an iconic artist, PJ Harvey. Um, yeah, it's a great song. Um, and my teacher, when I was about 15, showed it to me. And it's kind of always been in my head, but I've never actually properly listened to it since then. So <laughs> recently, like at the beginning of the year, I was really getting into it and then it just seem like a natural one to do a cover for. Well, thank you so much for including it for us today. And again, it is so wonderful to hear your new EP, Feeling Lucky. It's Nula Furyanya. Thanks for talking with me today. I can't wait to have you back here in the KEXP studios when you're able to get back out on the road. Thank you, Cheryl. It's been a pleasure. Thanks to all of our wonderful listeners who make these incredible sessions possible with artists like Nula Furyanya and so many others. Thank you so much for joining us here. It's KEXP live from home.